the yearbook internet sportscast i know we said we stopped talking about jimmy deans but i think the store here increased the number of jimmy deans sandwiches they're stocking because of us i know everyone wants to think everything is because of them oh somewhere out there there's an fbi file on me for sure but i mean now there's like three times as many Jimmy Dean's boxes as there were right before. Is that possible? Do big chain stores actually work that way? Does that happen? That's like the free fries thing. Has anyone ever gotten extra fries in the bag because the person at the drive-thru really liked them? Has anyone ever gotten a free hamburger for that reason in all of recorded history, or at least in the last 30 years? Does that ever happen? Says in the yearbook at Hotmail.com to make it stop. I'm your host, Doug. Well, while everyone has gotten all light-headed about the Astros scandal, now there are multiple reports about sticky substances unidentified pitchers on unidentified team or teams are putting on the baseball. Those substances can then greatly increase a pitcher's spin rate, which can then lead, Major League Baseball theorizes, to more strikeouts. Obviously, we don't know how many are doing this, but the early reports believe a lot of pitchers are doing this. So aside from finding out who's doing this, etc., what now? For almost two years, everyone has been aghast as they've never been aghast before, shocked as they've never been shocked before that a baseball team or any sports team would cheat to get an advantage. Everyone has been so united in the opinion that the Astros single-handedly ruined baseball forever, what do they make of maybe even more cheating? Everyone said with striking 100% confidence that the Yankees and Dodgers, both eliminated by the Astros in 2017, should now be named 2017 world champions. Well, where does all this sticky pitching stuff fit in with that? And we don't know who's involved. It could just be the Astros again. It could. But all the shock and anger directed at the Astros hasn't left any room at all for the obvious possibility that other teams might also be cheating. It's the Astros that are ruining baseball and only the Astros. Soon. The NBA's Western Conference will be trying to make history. 11 NBA teams have never won a championship, but five of those are relatively recent expansion teams. They haven't been around a long time, which really leaves only six real NBA snake lights who've been around a long time but have never won. Four of those six, the Clippers, Jazz, Nuggets, and Suns, are now all playing each other in the playoffs. So one of them will wind up in the finals trying to win their first ring. Uh, The Clippers have never even made the third round. The NBA Finals would be the fourth round, despite having some really good players over the years. For a long time, you could just blame that on terrible ownership. They were never going to win under Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling ran a chaotic, cheap team with not much direction, and everyone constantly wanted out. So it wasn't surprising that even with some talent, the Clippers never made a serious run. But since 2014, Steve Ballmer has owned the team, and he came in and changed the logo, and he changed the culture, and the Clippers still look the same. No matter who's on the team, they don't live up to their promise. Will they this time? Unlike the Clippers, the Jazz, 
have made the NBA Finals twice. They were unfortunately cast as Michael Jordan's last two victims as he and the Bulls won their last two rings. The villainous team trying to keep Jordan from greatness should have been some traditional loved and hated superpower like the Lakers. Not the Utah Jazz making their first and only appearances in the finals. This is similar to the disappointing thing when we finally got a 16 seed beating a one seed in the NCAA basketball tournament. Who's the number one seed victim? Indiana? Kentucky? UCLA? North Carolina? Kansas? Michigan State? Arizona? What, it was Virginia? That never won a championship. Everyone's second favorite team, Virginia. That was Goliath. The Phoenix Suns were also victimized by Michael Jordan and the Bulls, and they made one other finals appearance. It happened. Look it up. And the Nuggets used to have some wild offensive teams, but they never got very far. So now, with LeBron James out of the playoffs, one of those teams will get very far and has a chance to get off that list of championshipless teams. Although, a fifth championshipless team, the Nets also lurks in the Eastern Conference, and the Nets might be better than any of them. The college football playoff is a misleading name. The college football playoff only involves the biggest of the big-time schools and no one else. The NCAA runs college football playoffs at the Division I, AA, Division II, and Division III levels, and there are also NAIA and junior college college football playoffs. But none of those is the college football playoff. The college football playoff, or CFP, is its own thing. It is not affiliated or run by the NCAA or the NAIA. Anyway, the point is, the college football playoff currently involves four teams, but it's looking to expand. Almost every issue attached to potential expansion is a non-issue. First off, the college football playoff is actually behind everyone else. Again, the CFP has four teams. The NCAA's Division I AA tournament has 24 teams. The Division II tournament has 28 teams. And the Division III tournament has 32 teams. So CFP expansion was inevitable and completely expected from the very beginning. Uh, expansion to eight schools was the number most often mentioned as the next step. But now 12 schools is getting mentioned a lot. Will 8 or 12 be enough spots to go around? More playoff berths should definitely make the biggest leagues extremely happy because the Pac-12, Big 12, and Big 10 will stop missing out on the tournament. What the playoff committee will do with the back end of the playoff berths is important. If the tournament field is 12... Then the committee should put teams like Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina, and Liberty in. Those were three good teams right there in 2020. But the committee was never, ever, 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 ever going to give a lottery ticket playoff bid to a have-not. If schools like that would get in, good. If more run-of-the-mill nine or three, eight and four schools from big leagues eat up all those slots, then bad. But that's not an issue. Yet. Unfortunately... There is one issue, and the one lone issue with proposed expansion is a huge one. If more schools are going to be playing more playoff games, then the regular season should be shorter. Big-time college football already made the season longer before in 2006 when schools were allowed to play 12 regular season games up from 11. Despite all the health risks we now know about, the NFL just increased its schedule to 17 games anyway. 
the reason at both levels was obviously the same money. More games on TV, more tickets, more food, more merchandise. The other levels of college football also like money, but by comparison, Division I AA schools play 11 regular season games and no league championship games, and Division Three plays only nine regular season games. Every lower division school, even the ones with no hope of taking part in the playoffs, trades off extra regular season games to accommodate the playoff tournament. But at the top level, fewer games will absolutely not be up for discussion. At this point, everyone's addicted to the revenue from the 12th game and the league championship games. But leaving the schedule as is, if you expand the playoffs, the two teams in the national championship game will be playing the same number of games as the already considered dangerous 17-game NFL season. Should that be happening? Under the current system, players on the college also rans that don't make the championship game. They're also beaten up and have almost literally no free time. Think of you having no days off from the start of August all the way through the end of November, and you get the idea. And this isn't about, I hate college football. I want less football and fewer games. Less fun. Yay! Even if you honestly don't care about the players' health, fine. But despite what it looks like, interest in college football is down. And in some places, participation at all levels is down. Should letting the talent pool shallow up because people have health concerns be happening? The people in charge here are too smart not to know they are not on an endless money rainbow. If they want more teams making more cash in a playoff, they have to give up something big to get something hopefully bigger. The Big Ten football championship game has a fancy logo, fancy tickets, and a TV deal, but that does not make it a tradition unlike any other. It's expendable. It can go. And for all the leagues, that or something else has to go.